Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. Today, we are looking at Gideon. That's a great kind of strong name, right? You know, like when you hear Gideon, I I don't know. I always think I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude's got to be jacked, right? We find that uh, he is in the book of Judges. And uh, he's called to be a judge in the middle of all this oppression that's going on. And the Israelites, like they've been doing for the last several kind of chapters that we've been reading, they've been doing what they thought was right in their eyes. And it usually ends up being (laughs) evil and stupid and dumb. So God brings in Gideon. So tell us about Gideon. Yeah, and super interesting is... While his name sounds like he would be super jacked. I know. He's like from the weakest clan and the weakest family. I know. And he doubted all the time. <laughs> yes. So like he does not live up to the name no. at all. No. Um, but it's super interesting because his story starts. So he's from the weakest clan and the, he, he's also, it says he's the weakest in his family. So this reminds me of like David being the little guy who then comes with the, um, with the slingshot. We haven't yep. gotten to that yet, but yep. comes with the slingshot and, and, and gets, and, and gets Goliath, but he was the weakest and like, he was the youngest in his family. He was small, all of these things. Um, but it starts with him beating wheat in a wine press in order to, to hide it from the Midianites. Like they were being oppressed by the Midianites. So he's beating wheat in the wine press in order to hide it when an angel of the Lord then shows up and calls him into action. Like the angel of the Lord calls him to to go and, and be a judge. And Gideon's response is interesting. It, it sort of lies in line with his his being the weakest. And he's like, his, his response is not let's go, but it's rather, Lord, why are you allowing all this to happen? Like, what are you doing? And and then the Lord's response commissioning him. And then Gideon again responds that he's weak and unfit. Like it reminds me again of, of the, the Lord calling Moses in the, in the burning bush. is like, I'm weak. I'm unfit. I, I'm not supposed to be doing this. But the Lord reassures him again. But then Gideon asks for another sign. So then the angel of the Lord sends a meal. And then the meal goes up in flames after Gideon prepares it. And that's, that, that's like, that, that's the sign. But it's this unique thing, like, Gideon isn't this guy that's like all confident, all ready to go, all all of this. He's actually this lowly guy who then God calls and uses. And the first thing God asks him to do is tear down this altar to Baal, who's the primary god of the Canaanites and and was a his his title like his primary service as a god was the fertility god. So he he like people would pray to him for fertility, people would pray to him for for kids and and things like that. So then Gideon goes down and tears down the altar which would have been a really, really powerful thing. Like this would have been what the entire community worshiped at. The entire community used it as, as this space to worship, as this space to, to come. And this would have thrown the entire community into an uproar. Yeah. Like it, 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 
in a, in a much lesser sense, it makes me think of like tearing down a, a, like the Ted Williams statue in Boston. Like that would make people go nuts or the Bobby mm-hmm. Orr statue, like these, these, this thing. And now while those are not worshipful things, right. this was a worshipful thing that threw off, threw off the entire community. And then right after that, Gideon blows a trumpet, sort of weird, kind of out of nowhere. And many of the surrounding tribes come in and join him in what he's doing. Um, and in what God is calling him for. But Gideon, again, does not continue to have like full faith in God. He just continues to ask the Lord for a sign. He wants to make sure that the Lord is behind him and behind everything. So the first thing is he, is he lays a fleece outside and, and says, Lord, make the fleece to be wet, but the ground around it not to be. And he wakes up and that's c- correct. So then he's like, no, 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 I need more affirmation. I need, I need more confirmation that you are behind this. You are asking. And so he asked for the opposite. He asked, Lord, make the ground super wet and the fleece super dry. And the Lord, the Lord does it. So then he's like, all right, I know you're calling me to go up against the Midianites. Like, I know, I know this, but then God, God is sort of the one that's like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to shift this a little bit. He says, I need you to know who is going to win this battle. So he, in a, in a long line of things, it doesn't go with just like one chunk, um, but God whittles down before he goes and fights the Midianites. He whittles down Gideon's army from 32,000 people to 300. Woo. So now Gideon is, is going up against this powerful army from, from Midian with less than 1% of his army. Yeah. Like, how can you go in with any sort of confidence? But that's sort of what the Lord is looking for. Like, Gideon had to fight with full trust in the Lord because he couldn't trust in his 300 troops. Right. That, that would make a good movie. 300. Hmm. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder where else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would. Yes. And so Gideon, they beat the Midianites. I actually haven't seen that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, is it a, it's not about Gideon, is it? No. What's no. it about? It's about the Greeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, they should rename the, it. And... The Greeks fighting off the Persians. Yeah. Actually, a specific clan of the Greeks fighting off the Persians. All right. So they need to make a 300 asterisk and make a Gideon movie. Yeah, yeah. Gideon <laughs> 300. Gideon 300, yeah. The the weak mighty man. Um but so they beat the Midianites and then Gideon refused. They wanted to make Gideon king. But Gideon refused. And and then we see we'll see as we talked about last Friday is is that the Israelites continue to want a king, but God continues to say no, I am I am king. So Gideon actually gives um, gives God the glory here. But unfortunately, Gideon's story somewhat ends in a less exciting way where he makes an ephod, which is either a garment or an image. Here it is clearly an image. Yeah. And as as and Gideon made it out of gold and the people began to worship it. So while he gave glory to God, while he saw God's power, while he saw all these things, he still didn't fully trust God because he made other worshipful items. He was so close. He was so close, man. That's like quit while you're ahead. Seriously. He was doing so well, stopped everyone from worshiping uh, uh, at uh, the wrong altar. And then right before he left, he's like, by the way, I'll make this and you guys can worship. Yeah, his last contribution was to create an image that the people would worship. Like, what are you doing, man? Um, And then 
it sort of follows him after because he dies. <laughs> and then the Israelites go back to worshiping Baal, worshiping Baal, which it's not a humorous thing. But right. like Gideon did all of this to sort of help them get away from Baal. And then he jacks it up. And then it gets jacked up even more after he leaves. Yeah. Like what? what is happening here? But there's still a lot to learn and glean from this story of God working through Gideon, God using a weak man in a powerful and mighty way. Um, so it's, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is one where you're like, he could have done that different dude. Yeah. All these judges that we have been reading and studying about, I think is really, yeah, very interesting. And just seeing how the Israelites, the cycle is insane. We kind of see the cycle happen throughout the whole old Testament, but man, does it just get like condensed throughout the book of judges where i mean it's just like a few years after a few years just the Mm. same thing like you know doing what they think is right in their own eyes it's evil god brings a judge out of their tribe tells the judge kind of what to do he saves them and then something happens judge usually falls short it's kind of not really a savior right Mm. like that comes way later on down the line but yeah like what a bunch of dinguses um (laughs) so what uh, do you think would be on Gideon's Facebook, you know? Well, I think the first thing which goes with... Would it be like a picture of him in a Speedo, like <laughs> flexing his like two muscles? It you might know? be him in overalls flexing his yeah. muscle because his name means cutter or cutter of trees. Yeah. So he's just a lumberjack going and cutting trees down, um, which I think is pretty good. But he also gets given this nickname, Drew Bale. Drew Bale. Yeah. Let Baal contend, um, which is he the first thing he does, and God asks him to do, is to tear down the altar um, to Baal. But he's a faithful man for the most part. He, he's a diplomat. Um, he's a mighty warrior and a strong leader. He does make the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11, which I think, like, when you hear of, like, NBA, NFL, NHL players, MLB making the Hall of Fame, like, Hebrews 11 is, like, that's Our the version of it. Bible's yeah. Hall of Fame. Um, is And he makes it in that... He, he feared God more than tribe or family. Like, he feared God. Like, he left his family, left his tribe. He, he tore down altars so that the entire, um, the entire um, place would, would have been mm-hmm. worshipped, the community would have been worshipping. And another, another, like, little mark on his character, he had many wives and 70 sons. So that's not counting daughters so no many kids so let's say it's 50 50 he's got 140 kids (laughs) talk at what budget are you working on right no dude that's a lot of mouths to feed that's a lot of mouths to feed um and then even to make it worse like his concubine bore him abimelech which means my father is king and abimelech if you read the book of of judges is a bad dude like he doesn't do big good things um so I mean, again, I think that sort of leans into like God's design is for not many wives and yeah. not concubines. Um, it's for a faithful, a faithful marriage, and and the the product of this actually brought a lot of destruction onto onto Israel. So Gideon, he was a good dude with some not so. I good like aspects. the confidence or maybe the arrogance he had to name his son. My father is king. And yet right? he's the one saying, no, I'm not going to yeah. be your king. God's your king. Exactly. Like, what? 
like the, I don't know like my son's name is Charlie and I'm trying to think like what could I change that into that means like my father has big beard you know <laughs> like you know just like I, I love the arrogance but see that's that that not is, even arrogant know? that's just oh that's fact fact yeah sure like yeah he wasn't king. exactly yeah like um, my father is great hockey player <laughs> like <laughs> like how do you translate that so yeah. anyway what a uh, what an interesting uh, character person we uh, learned about today in Gideon who I think has like just a strong name we find out that he um is not necessarily that kind of big strong build uh and yeah maybe uh I don't know when you were talking I was like he kind of reminds me of um is it Vector in Despicable Me I don't know why it's just like this like (laughs) this skinny scrawny like nerdy just Vector I don't know what his whole thing is those movies are my i love oh yeah the minions uh, yeah. man yeah they're yeah. so funny so anyway that's our pop culture reference for <laughs> for the day so uh anyway thank you guys so much for listening hey, we worked the office into it because steve carell's in the movie oh in the, yes the there we go all right we're on a roll so all right we're gonna wrap up this podcast before we get ourselves into any more trouble but uh anson thank you so much we hope you guys have a great weekend we'll see you later see you chris thank you for joining crossway on the with god pod Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.